Thanks a lot for checking out the Church on the Rock message this week. We would love to help you get closer to God. The best way to do that is to visit cotr.org connect. Or if you are not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. We've been in a series last Wednesday night on the benefits of praise. We looked last Wednesday night on the benefits, the blessing of praise. We defined praise last Wednesday night. We, we looked at the benefits. We listed them, a few of them, the benefits of praise. I want to continue that tonight on the life of praise. Can you say that with me? The life of praise. Now, Pastor, what's in it for me? How's this going to help me? Well, I'm going to help you in your walk tonight. This should help you get closer to God. You should be stronger in God, more of his peace, more of his power, more of his presence as a result of tonight's teaching. You should leave here stronger, happier, with greater joy and strength than when you walked in. Praise is a magnet, okay? You have to see praise, which is acknowledging God's greatness. A definition of praise is to acknowledge his greatness, acknowledge his goodness. Praise is gratefulness. It's thankfulness. Praise is surrender. It's an act and voice of faith. We all in last Wednesday night. Praise, there's so many benefits and blessings, but what I want you to catch tonight, the big idea is praise is like a magnet. So what do I mean? Praise will attract God in your life. It will attract God. It will attract his presence. It will attract his peace. Maybe you're here tonight. Your life is for a turmoil. You can't sleep. You're anxious. You're nervous. Well, this message is for you because praise works like a magnet. Praise will attract God in my life. Praise will attract his power, his peace, his comfort. Praise will attract the benefits and the blessings of God. You've all heard, if you're a business person, you've heard of the principle, the law of attraction, the law of attraction. In the church world, we call it like this. You don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. You don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. That's in the church world. But the business world, there's so many books out there with the title, the law of attraction. In other words, who we are, that's what we attract. It's called the power of like kind. So you might want something, but that doesn't mean you're going to attract it. You attract what you are. That's why I taught you at the offering, if you're thinking lack, talking about lack, concerned about not having enough, then you're attracting that, the law of attraction. So praise is a magnet. It will attract God in your life. It will attract his presence his peace, his power, his promises to come to pass in your life. Have a lot of scripture, but y'all are word people, amen, and you want the truth. So here we go. We're going to go slow, a life of praise. Ephesians chapter 5, if you go there with me, we're going to go to Ephesians 5, verse 15 through several verses, but it's called expository teaching. That is the greatest teaching if you want to be strong and balance is expository. When you go verse by verse, Scripture interprets Scripture. So let's look at it tonight. 
Ephesians 5, verse 15. Y'all with me? Okay. So see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time. That's what you all are doing tonight. You're making time work for you, right? You're taking, you're seizing the opportunity. You're not wasting time. You're managing your time. Redeeming the time. Well, we can relate to this because the days are evil. Verse 17, wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of God is for you. The safest place for you and I to be in is the will of God. The most unsafe place is out of the will of God. You want to be in the will of God, okay? Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Verse 18, don't be drunk with wine where is excess, but, and catch this phrase, it's key, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, that word filled in the Greek is continuous action. You might be standing here tonight, and you might say, Pastor, I remember back in the 90s, I came to that altar. Somebody prayed with me. I got filled with the Spirit and received my prayer language. That is awesome, and it is awesome. But ever since that day, you should be doing the same thing every day. I modeled it to you last Wednesday night at the end of the service. I prayed for corporate filling of the Holy Spirit. Y'all remember that? And a prayer language and a different prayer language. And I've got reports from people from last Wednesday night that they got new prayer languages. You should get different dialects, not the same one your whole Christian life. So don't be drunk with wine, whereas excess, but being every day of your life, being, now this is key to the life of praise, being filled with the Holy Spirit every day, all right? Every day. Verse 19, speaking to yourself, Wow, we believe ourselves more than we believe anybody else. This is called self-talk. It's scriptural. And you're to speak to yourself. Now, look at this. Psalms. Everybody say psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Look at those three categories. You're to be, I'm to be a characteristic of a spirit-filled Christian. A characteristic of a spirit-filled Christian is that they're speaking to themselves psalms or songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. If I say I go to a spirit-filled church, it doesn't mean weird. Granola Christian, fruit, flake, and a nut. No, this is the characteristic of someone who's spirit-filled. It affects the way you talk to yourself. It affects the way you talk to yourself. If I'm spirit-filled, I'm not going to talk defeat to myself, lack to myself, self-pity to myself, discouragement to myself. I'm not going to get down on myself if I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. If I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I talk different than other people. Speaking to yourselves, now I'm laying a foundation. Don't miss it. This is huge. Psalms, and another word for psalms is songs. The book of Psalms is a book of songs that were to be sung. The book of Psalms, the word Psalms means songs. So the book of Psalms is songs that we're to sing to ourselves. Speaking to yourself in Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, and making melody to your heart to the Lord. 
Verse 20, if I'm spirit-filled, it affects the way I talk to myself. I don't get down on myself. I don't belittle myself. I don't speak self-pity to myself. I don't talk defeat to myself. I don't talk lack to myself. It affects the way I talk. If I'm spirit-filled, I don't talk like the world. I don't talk negative to myself. Number two, giving thanks. If I'm spirit-filled, a characteristic is not being a weird Pentecostal. A characteristic is I'm thankful. If I'm spirit-filled, I'm thankful. Well, there's an anointing here tonight. If I'm spirit-filled, I'm thankful. If I'm spirit-filled, I give thanks. What is that? Praise. Remember, praise means acknowledging God's goodness, acknowledging God's greatness. Praise means giving thanks and gratitude to God. So if I'm spirit-filled, well, I'll go to that spirit-filled church out there on the hill. That one building looks like a flying saucer. You know, we look like a UFO. That's big right now, right? All right? So, but, but our characteristic is not that we're weird. Characteristics is that we talk differently to ourselves. Hymns, psalms, spiritual songs. Number two, we're thankful. We're thankful. Giving thanks always. How often? Always a life of praise. A life of praise. Giving thanks always for all things unto God. To the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21, oh my goodness, another characteristic of a person who's spirit-filled. Really, truly spirit-filled people are not flaky. Thank you for that two amens, okay? So a, a characteristic of a spirit-filled person is a life of praise. Songs, hymns, spiritual songs. Number two, I'm thankful and I express it. I'm thankful, and I express it. Number three, a characteristic of a spirit-filled Christian at Church on the Rock, I submit to authority. I submit to authority. I surrender. I walk in humility. I'm a lifelong learner. I'm teachable. I'm not rebellious. I submit, okay? Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So if I can't take correction if I get offended easily, I'm not spirit-filled. Well, I used to come down here, and I used to spit all over everybody down here in the front row. Well, I haven't been down here a long time. This feels good. Put this on for size. Amen. So y'all see that? I mean, it's right there. And this speaks to me. This, this is why I got to ask myself, well, I've gone to church all my life. Big, hairy deal. Well, I got filled. I'm Pentecostal. Who cares? The characteristics, if I'm really spirit-filled, is that I have a life of praise. I have a life of praise. What? Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Number two, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for y'all, by the way. I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for 40 years. I'm thankful for our Spanish ministry. You know that's the future. I'm thankful for our outreaches. You know, Guinea Anderson, one of our missionaries, texted me Sunday, I'm watching you all on TV. Our missionary to Asia, I mean, we're planting churches. You know we're planting churches all over the world. You may not know that. I'm thankful for all that God is doing. And uh, you partners, you brand new TV partners, I'm going to be talking to you every month, giving you updates. You just want 1.5 billion people on God. Thank you. I'm thankful. And then a characteristic of being spirit-filled is I submit one to another. I don't rebel. I don't be obnoxious. I don't be rude. I don't be crude. But I submit, I surrender to authority and one to another. Goes on, 
Colossians chapter 3. Now let's go on over to Colossians chapter 3. Where were we just now? Ephesians chapter, okay? Now the main text was a life of praise if I'm filled with the Spirit. So to live a life of praise, I got it every day. And I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to God. Okay, that's my prayer language. Okay, that, that is the initial sign, I'm filled with the Spirit. That's the initial sign. Then the other signs is, I'm thankful, I'm a praiser, I submit. Boy, this is going over not too good, God. This is all I got tonight, praise God. Okay, so now, same thing, you're going to see the same thing in the book of Colossians. Okay, we're talking about a life of praise. Big point, don't forget it. Well, I just have a problem praising God. Get filled with the Spirit, and you won't. I have a hard time plugging into the service. I have a hard time praise and worship. I have a hard time a Thursday morning praising God. Get filled with the Spirit, and you won't have a hard time, right? Be filled with the Spirit every day, all right? Now, let's look at this, Colossians 3.16. Let the Word of Christ, what's that? The B-I-B-L-E, the promises of God. We call it the Word at Church on the Rock. So notice now, to live a life of praise, to go deeper in God, to go where I've never gone before in my praise life, I got to be filled with the Spirit and I got to be full of the Word. Filled with the Spirit and full of the Word. Filled with the Spirit and one year Bible. Full of the Spirit and full of the Word. People who have a hard time, been doing this all my life, I just can't get into praise and worship at church. Then you need to get full of the Spirit and get in your one year Bible. Because if you're full of the Spirit and you're full of the Word, you're going to be singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs and making melody to the Lord in your heart. Are you with me? People who come to church and they struggle, and they don't come in for praise and worship, and then they struggle, and they want to get through it, I know immediately I'm a, I'm a spiritual doctor, right? I got my doctorate through Lindenwood, okay? But I, I'm a spiritual doctor. I know immediately I can tell you the spiritual pulse. If they're struggling entering into praise and worship, they're not full of the Spirit. I'm not condemning anybody. I'm helping people. They're not full of the Spirit, and they're not full of the Word. Now, if they've been praying in the Spirit every day all through the week, surrendering to the Spirit, fellowshipping with the Spirit, cooperating with the Spirit, in their one-year Bible, they can't wait to enter into praise and worship because they'll be full of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Okay, you all see this? Let the Word of Christ dwell in you half-heartedly, just a little bit, just on Wednesday night, richly, richly. Follow the word. Now watch this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another how in, oh, here it is again. Same thing. Three things. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. We just read that in Ephesians chapter 5 about being spirit-filled. Now we're reading it in the book of Colossians about being full of the Word, the Bible, the promises, the Word of God. So if I'm full of the Word, I'm full of the Spirit, that I'm going to just naturally want to praise God, life of praise. I'm going to be singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs unto the Lord. Notice there's a difference between hymns and psalms. The word psalm means song. Okay, y'all still with me, everybody? Look at verse 17. And whatever you do in word or deed... Do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So a characteristic of being full of the word, if I'm in the word, if I'm in the word, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be grateful. I'm not going to want entitlement. 
I'm not going to want people just to give to me. Give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Right? Okay. Verse 7, verse 18. Wives. Oh, I like, oh, I like this one. Number one, be full, smart man. 50 years of marriage, smart man. Number one, full of the Holy Spirit. Am I helping everybody? Because, see, I've been there. I grew up in the church where I struggled. Praise and worship, that's boring. You know, I can't enter in. What am I going to praise God about? I can't think of anything. Been there, done that. But the Scripture says if I get full and stay full every day, it's called a walk with God, the Holy Spirit. And if I get full of the word, it's called daily devotions. It's called a prayer closet. It's called a little talk with Jesus. It's called a one-year Bible. If I get full of the Holy Spirit and I get full of the word, then guess what? When I come to church, the worship team doesn't have to beg me to enter in. The worship team doesn't have to struggle to get me to enter in and give God praise and worship. It's natural. It's natural. It's natural, okay? So notice, then, if I'm full of the Word and I'm full of the Holy Spirit, then I will flow. I'll flow in psalms and songs and spiritual songs and hymns. I'll flow in psalms, which is songs. Definition of psalms. Now, I know a lot of you didn't know this. Let me share with you what the definition of psalms is. It's a song with biblical lyrics accompanied by instruments. The book of Psalms, you know, David wrote not all of them, but most of them, and Psalms means songs, and they were sung. These Psalms that you and I read were sung, okay? And notice that the definition of a Psalm is it's a song with a biblical lyric. In other words, you sing the word. You sing the word. Back in the 80s in this building, there was all kinds of songs that were written. Remember that, Steve, where we'd sing scriptures? I love that. You sing the word. So a psalm is a song with a biblical lyrics accompanied with instruments. A hymn, a hymn, check it out, check it out. Look at Bible dictionaries, check it out. A, a definition of a hymn, don't you like the way I spelled hymn there? <laughs> it's a joke. A definition of, of hymns is a song with biblical lyrics without instruments. A, a hymn is a song with biblical lyrics, but without instruments, okay? So a, a, a psalm is, is what? A psalm is a, a biblical song, lyrics with instruments. A hymn is a song with biblical lyrics without instruments. You with me? How about Paul and Silas? It's, it's Acapulco. Acapulco. How, how, how about Paul and Silas? Trying to do anything I can. I'm working hard. Paul and Silas, what? In the nighttime in prison. There were no instruments, but they were singing unto the Lord, right? So there's songs that we sing without instruments. This morning in the shower, Pastor Kim had her ears plugged, but I was singing. There were no instruments when I was singing in the shower. That's a hymn. But when you sing a song with biblical lyrics, lines up with the Bible, with instruments, that's a psalm. Without instruments, that's a hymn. Y'all with me? You learning anything tonight? Okay. I'm trying to take you deeper in the life of praise. 
I'm trying to take you deeper than hallelujah, honolulu, jalapeno, glory to God. What else can I say? Okay? So with that in mind, psalms or songs, there are six different kind of songs and psalms in the book of Psalms. Six different kinds of songs in the book of Psalms. <laughs> Y'all with me? Bless your heart. Okay? So number one, can we go through these real quick? Number one is the song of praise. In the book of Psalms, which is the book of songs, there are six different kind of songs, okay? You have the song of praise, and what is that? When we're praising him, it's for what he has done. Praise and worship is different. Praise is for what he has done, what he is doing, or what he's going to do in your future. Worship is praising him or thanking him for who he is, Praise is for what he's done. Worship is for who he is. Are you with me? So a song of praise, that's the first one. That's the first one. Look at Psalm 8. Psalm 8. You're going to leave here deeper in your life of praise. You're going to go to a new place with God tonight as a result of this. And you meditate. You listen to this. It's free. But look at Psalm 8.1. So this is a, a song of praise for what he's done. O Lord, our Lord. How excellent is your name in all the earth, who has set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings have you ordained strength. Everyone say strength. It's the word praise. Okay? New Testament word praise. You've ordained praise because of your enemies. Did you know that when you praise God or sing a song of praise to God, it confuses the devil? It confuses the devil and his attack towards you. It brings confusion upon him, okay? It stops him in his tracks. It stills him, that you might still stop the avenger who is the devil. Verse 3, when I consider the heavens and the work of your fingers and the moon and the stars which you have ordained, I will praise thee, O Lord, with half my heart all my heart. Now, my heart has to be surrendered to praise him with all my heart. Well, I hope you just got that. See, some people come into praise and worship with half their heart. They're only going to give God part of their life. God, I'll give you this and that and the other, but don't mess with me in my relationships. Don't mess with me in my habits. Don't mess with me in this. Don't mess with me in that. But God, you can have that. That's not a whole heart. That's why they're not getting the benefit of praise and worship. I've got to surrender my whole heart. He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Well, that right there is huge. Well, I want church. I got diddly squat. Does God have all your heart? You got pornography in your heart. You got lying, gossiping, cheating. You got stuff you shouldn't be doing in your, not you all, not Wednesday night people, <laughs> but you know who I'm talking about. You, you know people in another galaxy, right? I mean, that's why they're not getting anything because they haven't surrendered their whole heart. He's got to have my marriage, my ministry, my career, my money, my hobbies, my thoughts, my attitudes, my hurts, my offenses, my unforgiveness. He's got to have it all, okay? I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all your marvelous works. I love it. I will be glad, and I'll rejoice in thee. I will sing praise. I will sing praise, song of praise. 
and to your name, because you are the most high God. When my enemies are turned back, they fall and perish in your presence. <sighs> okay? Secondly, second of the six songs in Psalms are songs of worship, and that is who he is. Okay? That is who he is. Give you an illustration. Psalm 3, verse 1. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Got people agitating you, irritating you, upsetting you, making life hard for you, troublemakers? Well, David, we can identify, right? How are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there's no help for you from God. There's no help from you, but you, O Lord, you are. See, what are we doing? For who he is. For who he is. Worship is for who he is, okay? You are a shield for me and the lifter of my emotions. You lift up my emotions. You lift up my thinking. You lift up my head above my enemies and my trouble and my circumstances. Oh, my goodness. Somebody should, somebody should have a praise break on that one right there, okay? Then there are songs of prayer. The first one was what? Songs of praise. The next one was what? Songs of worship. Now, this is in the book of Psalms, okay? These psalms were to be sung. There are, different, there are six different kinds of songs in psalms. You're to sing them. When accompanied with an instrument, it's a song. When without an instrument, it's a hymn. Y'all with me? So now we have songs of prayer. Did you know you can sing prayers? You can sing prayers. Some people have never even thought about that. That's a whole other dimension. That's another facet of a life of praise. Songs of prayer or petition. Okay? Psalm 25, verse 1. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my hurt, my pain, my habits, my hang-ups, my soul. Your soul is your mind, will, emotions. I lift up my soul unto thee. Verse 2. O my God. See, he's praying. I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress against you without a cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. He's praying. He's petitioning, okay? A song of prayer. You can sing your prayers, okay? That's part of the life of praise. Lead me in your truth. That's the word. Teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day long. Wow, a song of prayer. Number four, y'all still with me, everybody? Am I helping you go deeper with God tonight? Okay, are you learning anything new tonight? I hope you are. Songs of teaching. Do you remember when we read that in Ephesians and Colossians? It said singing spiritual songs and hymns, making melody. And one said teaching one another, admonishing one another. Remember that? So there are songs that you can sing that teach and instruct. Psalm 48, verse 1. Great is the Lord. People need to know that. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God 
in the mountain. We used to sing that. Remember that, Steve? We used to sing that. We used to sing this. This was scripture. What's that? A psalm with instruments. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Verse 9. We have thought of your loving kindness, O God, in the midst of your temple. What was going on in the temple? Teaching, instruction. According to your name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Verse 11. Let Mount Zion, that's the church, rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of your statutes, precepts, and judgments. Verse 12, walk about Zion, go round about her, that's the church, tell the towers thereof, mark your well, her bullocks, consider her palaces, that you may tell it to the generation following you. Songs of teaching, songs of teaching, for this God is our God forever and ever, and look at this, he will guide you until your very last day on the planet. Until your very last day on this planet. Until your death. Those are songs. That's an example of a song of teaching. Number five, a song of adoration. Songs of adoration. What is a psalm? It's a song with biblical lyrics accompanied with instruments. What is a hymn? It's a song with biblical lyrics without instruments, okay? There are different kinds of songs in the book of Psalms. You need to learn how to go to a new level with your praise life. I'm just giving you an example, but there's 150 chapters in that book, right? Songs of adoration. What is this? Encouragement. Encouragement. Psalm 103. So we are to sing these psalms, and when doing it, it will bring encouragement, it will lift up your head, it will control your emotions, it will attract the presence of God, you'll leave stronger, your enemies will melt in that presence of the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. David's talking to himself. Aren't you to speak to yourself? Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. David is talking to himself. So when you're down, use this right here, a song of adoration or encouragement. Bless the Lord, all my emotions, mind, thought, get in agreement with the word of God. I'm full of the word, I'm full of the spirit, and so it changes the way I talk to myself, changes the way my praise life goes. No one has to beg me or prime me or plead with me to enter into praise and worship. It just flows. If I'm full of the word, and I'm full of the Spirit. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my emotions, and forget not all his benefits. Pastor Kim was giving you a list of that tonight, right? At prayer time. Who forgiveth all my sins, and he heals all my diseases. How cool is that? Number six, songs of deliverance. Songs of deliverance. There's 150 psalms. I'm only giving you a few references for each of the six. Songs of deliverance. All right? So I love this. This actually is one of my favorite 
Psalm 32, verse 7. Let's all read this one together on the count of three. They won't let me do that on Sunday, so I get to do it on Wednesday, okay? Because on television, they say it doesn't come up. Like nobody can hear y'all. So we get to do it tonight. On the count of three, one, two, three. God will give you a song, and if you sing it, it can give you your breakthrough, your deliverance, change your circumstances. Wow. So we have, we have psalms and hymns, and a spiritual song is a song that God gives you for that moment. A spiritual song is a song that God gives you by the Holy Spirit for that crisis you're in tonight, a spiritual song. I love that. Notice it's called Song of Deliverance. And God will give it to you by the Holy Spirit. It'll line up with the Word of God. And when you begin to sing it in the shower or in your car or in the kitchen or in the bedroom or in the backyard or on your way to work or on your way to school or on your way to the doctor or on your way to court, on your way to work, whatever, and you begin to sing it, guess what? Deliverance, breakthrough, change, circumstances, songs of deliverance. And remember, if I'm full of the Spirit, I'm not flaking. If I'm full of the Spirit, I'm speaking to myself differently than the world talks to themselves. If I'm full of the Spirit, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I want to praise God. If I'm full of the Spirit, I'm submissive, and I surrender, and I'm not rebellious and hard to get along with. Hallelujah. Okay, so you are my hiding place. Lord, you will preserve me and my family from trouble. You surround me with songs and shouts of deliverance. I'm going to stop and think about that. I love this one. Psalm 42, verse 8. You ready for this one? On the count of three, would you all please read it? One, two, three. Through the night, I sing his songs. That, that's a night song. Do you know that God gives you night faith? What is that? Not a night light, but night faith. That's faith that gets you through the night. And I'm not necessarily talking about night, but I'm talking about tough, dark times. There's night faith, but then there's night songs that he gives for you to sing at midnight like Paul and Silas in Acapulco, right? Acapello, Okay. So do y'all see this? Y'all see this? So God has a song for you in the darkest season of your life that can turn it around. God has a song for you, and you got to sing it. Through the night I sing his songs, plural, and my praises to the living God. Songs of deliverance. Well, I hope I'm helping somebody tonight. Takeaways as the team comes. Number one, stay full of the Holy Spirit. This is life-changing tonight. The average Christian doesn't have a clue about what you heard tonight. The average Christian is so surface with their praise and worship. They don't praise and worship God. They don't even know how to do it. They don't know how to linger in his presence. They don't know how to grow in his presence, go deeper in the life of praise. It's a few words, and they're done. They're out of here. You know, in our services, when I say, let's just praise the Lord, y'all do it on Wednesday night. 
Y'all come Sunday, would you? I need you Sunday. Because when I say, let's praise the Lord, I shouldn't have to, oh, come on, five more minutes, three more minutes, 30 more seconds. When I got to do that, I know those folks ain't doing it during the week. You with me? Stay full of the word. Stay full of the word. Stay full of the word. And number three, start singing the Psalms. Just start. Just prime the pump. Just start. You know, just, just, you know, I love Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light, and the Lord is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? Boy, what a great psalm to sing in the shower. You get up in the morning, the Lord is my light. I want you all to say so. I'm not going to sing. Start singing the psalms. Number four, ask God for songs of deliverance. Ask God for songs of deliverance. You know, we hear a lot right now about demons, evil spirits, witchcraft, the phenomenon, aliens, UFOs. We're hearing a lot about that right now. And you're going to hear more because there's going to be more of a surge of demonology than you've ever seen before. Part of the end times. Okay? Do you remember when Saul, King Saul, was having evil spirits torment him? He brought David in. And David would begin to sing, and those evil spirits would leave him. If you're harassed tonight, bugged tonight, tormented tonight by an evil spirit, all you got to do is find a psalm, start singing it. And the tormentor has to go. So you ask God for songs of deliverance. And number five, ask God for spiritual songs, a song for the moment out of your inward man. A song for the moment out of your inward man. Wow. Ask God for a spiritual song, which is a song for the crisis you're in tonight, for what you're going through this week, for what's happening in your family, marriage, right now, for what you're feeling in your body tonight. Ask God for a spiritual song, a song for the moment. And look what I said here, out of your what? inward man. Now watch, get scripture for that. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. What is it then? I will. Do y'all see that? I will. Last Wednesday night, you heard me at the end. I was modeling it, praying in the spirit, praying for a corporate filling of the Holy Spirit and a corporate prayer language for everyone that was here last Wednesday night. Okay. Somebody might say, how can he just do it whenever he wants to? The scripture says I can. I will. You will. He's waiting on you. I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding, right? Tonight when I said you can sing your prayers, I was blowing some of your mind. You never thought about singing your prayers. But look what he said. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. That's a supernatural gift of the Holy Spirit, singing in the Spirit. Spiritual songs that God gives to you. Singing prayers, praise, worship, deliverance. Those six different levels of songs in psalms that you and I are to pray. And when we do, you're going to know a God you have never known before in 2024. Would you like to keep growing in your faith? At Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's learning more about discovering what it means to join a church family. Being part of a small group, 
or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org connect, where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you are part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.